The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and sea, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I just admit that I, I changed my sermon at the last minute. Uh, I was planning something else, uh, and then uh, what happened in Charleston happened on Wednesday, um, and it wasn't until the last couple of days that things really s- sunk in for me, um, and uh, and that's why I changed things. So I'm still circling in for a landing. <laughs> um, I just admit that to you, but I think it'll be okay. Um, uh, but before I talked about that I just want to tell you a story about um, something that struck me a couple years ago. It was a, a, a video of a, some concert footage that I watched. Um, there's a band, um, you know, I'll admit the band is kind of a B-level band. They're not um, stellar, but the, the, I like some of their music. It's called Dispatch. Um, when I was in college, it was an alternative rock band. Um, they have this one uh, song in particular called The General, which they're most famous for. Um, and uh, this, the song is a story, actually, about a general at battle. And in the song, he tells his troops um, that they can go home, that he's going to go into the battle by himself. He doesn't want them uh, to die. Um, and, uh, and they don't know what to do uh, because they're there to fight. Uh, and he, he tells them to, still, to just go home. Uh, and the, the chorus of the song repeats over and over again, go now, you are forgiven. Go now, you are forgiven, over and over again. And when I hear the song, it, it's almost the story of atonement for me, as if the general were Jesus Christ. I can't hear the song without hearing that, uh, that he's going to die in their place, that he's going to go into the battlefield and, and die and, and they can live. And as he's telling them to go home, he repeats over and over to to them, go now, you are forgiven. Uh, Don't worry about leaving, you'll be forgiven for this. Um, Well, there's a concert footage of Dispatch playing the song at um, uh, Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Um, And, you know, at the concert, they played the first half of the song or so, and, uh, or or two-thirds of the song, and then all of a sudden, the band sort of went off into 99 Red Balloons by, who was that, Nina? Uh, for no explained reason. Uh, you know, they were singing their song, and then all of a sudden they're just jamming, and they start playing 99 Red Balloons for about a minute or so. People are kind of sort of 
singing along, but uh, they break into a little bit of instrumentation, and you can hear in the audience, they start, somebody somewhere started chanting, go now, you are forgiven, go now, you are forgiven, oh, oh, that's how it goes. And they start to hear it, the band, and they stop playing 99 Red Balloons, and they start playing the chorus over and over again, and the whole crowd is basically demanding, we, we don't want 99 Red Balloons, we want the general, we want go now, you are forgiven, and it's just 10 minutes of this, just over and over again. Uh, it was almost, when you watch it and you can see the audience singing it and like kind of going like this, it's almost like they were being absolved. That they were absolving the band and the band was absolving them. It was almost like the closest thing I've ever seen in, at, a, at a rock and roll concert to like a worship experience. There was, it's almost like there was something deep inside of the people of, of longing for forgiveness, that this song was, was giving it to them, that they didn't want to hear this other random song, they wanted to hear this one. And so they, they, they do, they sing this over and over again, go now, you are forgiven. Um, so another story uh, that I picked up on a couple of years ago, uh, two very related stories that I picked up on a couple of years ago that have to do with um, murderers and uh, one is a mass murderer, and the other one just uh, killed one woman. And then at their trial, uh, people who were uh, family members of the victims were allowed to speak in these two separate occasions to, the, to the, um, the perpetrators. And the first one was this guy who was called the Green uh, River Killer in Washington, killed 54 women, or at least that's what he was accused of. And uh, at the trial, uh, all, all these family members for two hours were given the opportunity to, to come up and speak, and most of them, 99% of them, basically said, you're a terrible person, uh, I hope you're killed by someone in prison, I hope that you um, fry in hell, you don't deserve to live. And you can understand where that's coming from. But then, toward the end, out of all of this anger and vitriol, this sort of Santa Claus looking rotund man with a beard and he has these like rainbow suspenders comes up and I think he's the father of one of the victims and he says all these people here hate you I don't hate you I forgive you and the Green River Killer bursts into tears um, amidst all the noise this unsuspected act of uh, forgiveness uh, cuts through and brought this man uh, almost literally to his knees. And as a, as a result, he actually repents of the crimes. A similar thing happened, uh, there's a story of this uh, uh, man who uh, had an adopted daughter who was killed by a crack addict who broke into her home. And the guy's name is Hector Black. And at, uh, at the trial of the, the murderer, he was allowed to, to speak um, and uh, th this is from a recording of the story of that. And I just want to read to you uh, my transcription of the, the recording. This is Hector Black talking about the experience of speaking at the trial of the murderer of his, his adopted daughter. I was saying how much we loved Patricia, how much she meant to us, and how wounded we were by what had happened. And I said, I don't know if I've forgiven you, Ivan Simpson, but I don't hate you. I hate with all my soul what you did to my daughter. 
And then somebody turned me around to face him to say the last thing I had written. And I was looking at him in his eyes and said, I wish for all of us who had been so wounded by this crime, I wish that we might find God's peace. And I wish that also for you, Ivan Simpson. And then tears were streaming down his cheeks. It was the first time I looked into his eyes, and it was like a soul in hell. He was sentenced to life without possibility of parole. He was going to die in jail. There's no way he'd ever get out. So he could have said, to hell with all of you, my life is over. I'm going to die in a damn jail. But he didn't. He went up to the microphone and twice, with tears streaming down his cheeks, he said, I'm so sorry for the pain I've caused. And I thought, you know, he didn't need to to do that. It's as though something had happened to him. Something had reached him. Well, I talked to you about Dispatch and the General and the Green River Killer and Hector Black uh, and Ivan Simpson uh, because of what happened in in, in Charleston, South Carolina earlier this week and and what's happened in the brief time since. Um, Have you seen the the video of the bond hearing? Um, Do you all know, you must know what I'm talking about, at least, that there's this mass shooting in Charleston, if you haven't heard about it, where nine people were killed in a church. And... um, a white man who went into a predominantly black church and, and killed nine people at a Bible study. And at the bond hearing, um, a representative from each of the nine families was allowed to get up and speak. And uh, so it was through a television screen in the corner of the room. And, and this will become, I think, kind of a, this is the picture of the video, will become sort of an iconic image, I think, of these two police officers behind him as he was listening to the family speak. And by the way, this is the only time he, he looked up from what I watched, and it was when one of the family members was the, the, the mother of the first man he killed, who was a young man, about 27 years old, who said, you don't need to do this. Uh, and he said, I, I do. And, and he shot him first, uh, and the man was trying to block his aunt, who was unfortunately killed also. But the thing I want to say is at the hearing with the eight of the nine representatives from each family got up and they basically in a very short period of time said the same thing over and over again. They expressed their pain uh, for what had happened uh, because of someone dear to them being killed. And then they said, I forgive you. May God have mercy on your soul. And then they sat down. I mean, nobody spoke for longer than about a minute. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, like, I just feel like I've never seen anything like it, other than the, the, green, the guy with the Green River Killer and, and, and Hector Black. And this uh, was everyone, uh, not just one out of the crowd, like the guy, the Santa Claus-looking guy, but every single one. And this couldn't have happened if uh, those people had not themselves been affected by the gospel message of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin uh, for sinners, um, uh, uh, including them. Uh, It had reached them at some level that they were able to, within a couple of days, stand and face this man and say, "Uh, I forgive you. May God have mercy on your soul. Um, Well, If I have to sort of relate it to our scripture readings today, I think this does relate to Jesus calming the storm. Um, 
uh, I studied, uh, when I was in graduate school, I studied uh, rhetoric and linguistics. And there's one uh, sociolinguistic theory that I remember called the speech act theory, where when you say something, something literally happens. And a prime example of this is expressing forgiveness. Um, that by saying it, it almost materializes something. Well, Jesus Christ commits a speech act with the storm and says, calm down, peace, be still. And the storm calms down. And he tells them, don't be afraid. And the fear goes away. In the midst of the storm, by just uttering some words, it just calms the storm. Uh, you know, the, the thing that was going to kill us all, the, the, the nightmare, all the noise and tribulation, and just by uttering peace, be still, and it was. And with all the noise of what's happened uh, since Wednesday evening, these people cut through all of that at that trial and said, I forgive you. May God have mercy on your soul. And while he was looking down, uh, down the whole time, one person heartfeltly said it. He looked up. Now, he didn't break down in tears like um, Ivan Simpson did, but Who's to say, you know, that uh, maybe the gospel uh, has actually penetrated this young man in, in those days since, and I hope to God, though I don't have evidence of that yet, it's quite possible. Even him, even him. And just as an aside, one of the other readings is uh, Psalm 133 that we have today, and verse 1 goes like this, Oh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren live together in unity. Oh, Oh, uh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren live together in unity. Now, uh, Dylan Roof, the, the man, young man who killed all these people, he, he says the reason he did it was basically to sow seeds of hatred, uh, to start a second civil war. That's what he was wanting. That's why when this uh, young man who stood up and said, I don't, you don't have to do this, he said, I do, because what he wanted to do was to start a second civil war. Now, despite that, that hasn't happened. The community of Charleston, the church community in particular, uh, responded not by um, rioting and um, responding with uh, more hatred, but instead they responded by coming together across racial uh, boundaries, uh, coming together as a church and a community um, to mourn together. Um, they're dwelling together in unity in a way that is expressed in Psalm 133, uh, verse 1. And we have so much uh, to learn from what's happened, not only at that bond hearing trial, but what, what has happened in the city of Charleston, and especially in the, the church community. Well, that's just an aside. The main thing I want to talk about, though, is forgiveness and the, the, um, the sort of the ability of this speech act to just to say something like, you are forgiven. Uh, may God have mercy on your soul. And for that to actually cause something to happen within somebody, just as Hector Black says at the end of the thing that I read to you, it is as though something had happened to him. Something had reached him. Well, and that's true. It was the grace of God through the words of Hector Black. And this is uh, something else he says later in, in my transcription of that, it, the, um, the recording of Hector Black talking about that trial. He says, in a way, I knew I had to forgive because I don't know how many times I've said the Lord's Prayer, you know, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. Well, that means forgive. I mean, 
that really means forgive. I was realizing that I had no idea that my life would have been like if I had been in his shoes. For me, if you forgive somebody, it is really like you care about them. I guess that's uh, one of the totally weird things, that I should care about the man that murdered Trish. God, it just seems so strange. We all need to be forgiven. Lord knows. Well, I'm going to do something a little different. Could you all just stand up? Uh, and this is the, the end of the sermon, and, uh, and it's okay that you're standing because we will say the creed in just a minute. But I want to say to you, um, no matter what you've done in your life, uh, the, the thoughts that you've had in particular, but maybe even the actions, um, and maybe things that you're in the midst of right now that you feel terrible about, uh, uh, um, embarrassed by and uh, accused for and guilty of, uh, know this, that by the grace of God through the blood of Jesus Christ, um, you are forgiven. May God have mercy on your souls. Go now, you are forgiven.